I told you guys. I told you Marshall was going to be good. I said 8-1, and one, and with Western Kentucky looking as bad as they are, they may go above that. Welcome back, everyone, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And today, I want to talk about the games of Week 3 and what it's going to look like going into Week 4. I'm sorry if this episode's a little choppier than before. I was out of town all weekend, so I didn't get a chance to watch a single game, which kind of sucks, but I'll do the best I can with the research I've done post-weekend. Um, so first and foremost, let's go ahead and start off with the playoff eliminator. I'm sorry that I'm bouncing around my format a little bit. I'm, you know, this is a weird year. I want to kind of try some new stuff and, um, kind of, you know, see what, see what things look like, see what works best. Um, so first off going conference by conference, big 10, now that they're playing, I guess, um, no one was eliminated since they haven't played yet. Same with, of course, the SEC not playing yet. But first, we go ahead and start off with the ACC. We came, I'm sorry, we came into this week with 15 teams vying for a spot in the playoffs and walk out with 11. Syracuse took their second loss of the year, their 25th ranked Pitts, 21 to 10. Again, beat them pretty soundly. Defensive game. What you'd expect from Pitt. Wake Forest took their second loss of the year in NC State's season opener. Georgia Tech took their first loss of the year, but it was to Group of Five UCF. And based on the rules, despite the fact that UCF is basically a Power Five team now, they are out. And plus, they got beaten pretty brutally. I mean, final score 49 21. I thought this was going to be a close game. Was not at all. And Duke got rocked by Boston College, a team that I didn't think would win a single conference game. Got rocked by them, twenty six to six. They lost to Boston College by more than they lost to Notre Dame. Let that sink in, Irish fans. Um, remaining, we got Florida State and Louisville at one loss, and Clemson, Boston College, NC State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Miami, and North Carolina with no losses, and Virginia and Virginia Tech who have yet to play a snap. The Big Twelve came into this week with six teams remaining, and walk out with all six as only one team played this week. Oklahoma State survived Tulsa, beating them 16-7. to Yeah, um, I didn't think this team was going to be as good as everyone thought this year. I thought they'd go about 6-4. and four. They might be worse than I thought. 16-7, to that, that's a real score I'm looking at. Uh, the 11th ranked team in the nation beat a 3-9 team from last year by 9 points. Okay, moving on to the American Athletic Conference. They came into this week with all 11 teams left and lose um, three of them. Correction, they had 10 teams left. Navy got beaten to hell by BYU. Week one, they walk out with seven teams left. Um, Tulane took their first loss of the year after blowing out Navy 24-0. Nope, Navy scored 27 unanswered points despite not tackling all year. That is a thing that happened. Tulsa took their first loss of the year by 9 to Oklahoma State. This is a real score I'm looking at. I still can't get past this. And South Florida lost to Notre Dame by 52 points. That is a lot of points. <laughs> um, UCF... 
ECU, Temple, Cincinnati, Memphis, and Houston are still there. Left vying for a spot. No independents were knocked out, but moving on to the Sun Belt, they came into this week with six teams remaining and walk out with only four. Appalachian State took their first loss of the year to Marshall. Um, team that's looking to put together a Cinderella year. Uh, App State was easily their toughest opponent. Um, I mean, by a landslide, they were their toughest opponent. Um, and Marshall took care of business there, 17-7. And Georgia State took Louisiana Lafayette into overtime and beat them by, or lost to them by three. Iowa State, on the other hand, lost to them by 17. How, how you doing over there, Big 12 fans? You, you, feel, you feeling okay? Um, there are four teams left, ULL, Georgia Southern, Troy, and Coastal Carolina. Then we move on to the Conference U.S. of A coming into this week with eight teams left after five were knocked out in the previous weeks and Old Dominion still has yet to play. And only one team was knocked out. Correction, there were six teams that were knocked out coming into this week, seven teams left. North Texas was the only team left vying for a spot as they were 1-0 and looking to beat SMU. They did not. They lost to them 65-35. to Kind of a bummer for that. Uh, that North Texas team, geez. Um, only teams remaining are Louisiana Tech, Rice, UTSA, FIU, FAU, and 25th ranked Marshall. 25th ranked Marshall. Yeah, okay. Um, we have 66 teams remaining after this week. Uh, that includes the Big Ten teams who have yet to play a snap. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on there, we'll go ahead and talk about last week's games. First of which was UCF at Georgia Tech. This was a game that I thought could be really close. The spread was only 7.5. Um, I was seeing the same things as Vegas. Georgia Tech played well against Florida State. UCF season opener. Look, I'm my biggest takeaway from this last weekend was it does not matter if it is your first game at all. Ask UCF, ask Tulsa, ask Liberty, ask Boston College, ask Troy. These were all games that these were their first games, and with exception of the Tulsa game. They were all played against opponents who had one, maybe even two games under their belt. And they rocked them. I mean, absolutely rocked them. Um, and, you know, UCF took care of business very, very well against the Yellow Jackets, beating them by 28. Um, you know, Dylan Gabriel had a day over 400 yards, only threw one interception. I mean, and this team racked up points. I mean, you know, Georgia Tech... Justin Sims did not have as great of a day. Um, only about 50% completion, 240 yards, 1 to 2 interception ratio, not great. Um, I mean, I still think Georgia Tech is decent enough, um, but UCF completely rocked them. Then you had Tulsa at Oklahoma State. Look, I said this game could be a potential upset because the Big 12 isn't looking good. Uh, Oklahoma State was a 22.5 point favorite, and... Tulsa play them play them really well. Um, and looking at this, I mean, Oklahoma State is not going to be as good as everyone thought. I mean, Spencer Sanders, who was supposed to be the 
one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12 was the third leading passer on Oklahoma State that day behind Ethan Bullock and Shane Ellingworth. And Shane Ellingworth had a really good day. I mean, only through five passes, but for 74 yards. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, Ethan Bullock wasn't terrible. He wasn't nearly as good. Eight for 13, 41 yards. Yeah. Sanders went down early with an injury, only got two passes off. Um, Chuba Hubbard did not look like Chuba Hubbard at all. Um, scored a touchdown, but only had 93 yards on 27 attempts. That's 3.4 yards per carry. I mean, his long was 20 yards. This was not the Chuba Hubbard we expected. Um, I mean, LD Brown came in um, at one point for him. Nine attempts, 6.8 yards. I mean... <laughs> Tylen Wallace still did Tylen Wallace things. He's the only piece of this three-headed monster that's working consistently. Only had four receptions, but 94 yards, 23.5 yards on average. Um, I mean, he made the most of what he could. Um, and this Tulsa defense played pretty well, too. Um, I mean, you know, one interception uh, by Allie Green. Um, Jeez. Xavier Collins got three sacks. I mean, this this was they had a good day. I mean, six sacks as a team for this Tulsa defense. Yeah, six sacks. Um, so I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be as good as we thought. Then moving on, Liberty at Western Kentucky. Um, this was a game I really thought Western Kentucky would win. I thought Western Kentucky was going to be really good this year. They're kind of showing they're not as good. Um, I mean, Liberty wasn't the hardest opponent on their schedule, but I mean, you look at the rest of their schedule. You got you got Marshall, UAB, and BYU coming up. Um, FIU or FAU, who we don't know how good they're going to be without Lane Kiffin. Southern Miss, I thought was going to be really good, but doesn't look like they're going to be the same. But again, Marshall, UAB, and BYU are all going to be really good. I mean, if you lose to Liberty, I mean, you got two top 25 teams on your schedule. I don't know. Um, and Hugh Freeze showed that he doesn't need Gandy Golden to do some damage. Um, you know, starting out 1-0, and um, and that's probably outside those power five opponents in the ACC, probably the hardest team on your schedule. I mean, I, you know, this was one of those 50-50 games. Um, and I think that, you know, he showed the world that, hey, Liberty's here. Um, I was wrong, but hey. Um, then Syracuse at Pitt. This went about as well as I expected. Um, I thought the spread was really high just because of how Defensive pit is um, they were a 21 and a half point favorite. They really owned Syracuse. It wasn't as close as it looked. I mean You know, they were up 14 10 at the half, but I mean didn't really let Syracuse score at all I mean let a one touchdown um, Held them scoreless on the second half. I mean this pit defense this pit defense is really really good um, You know three forced fumbles um, an interception. Paris Ford at a day. I mean, I didn't even watch much of this game, but a little bit I saw Paris Ford. Dang. I mean, this was this was insane. Um, you know, Pitt sitting at I think twenty four now. No, they're higher than that. They're definitely higher than that. Uh, Louisville's twenty four. I was wrong. Um, let me just look that up real quick. One moment. 
Um, can't seem to find it, but I think they're pretty high ranked in the top 25. I mean, it's not crazy high, but, you know, they're 21st. That's what it is. You know, Pitt's, Pitt's looking to make a decent season. This was not a team I was high on, and I'm looking to be wrong. Um, Houston at Baylor. That game ended up not happening. Got postponed Friday night. Um, you know, they're looking to get that rescheduled, but we'll see. Um, then App State at Marshall. Um, Marshall was, again, Marshall was a team I was very high on going into the season. Again, their schedule, they go 8-1. and one. Um, Again, only loss I saw was to Western Kentucky. And with Western Kentucky being as bad as they are, they may go undefeated. I mean, hardest games left on their schedule. Again, Western Kentucky, maybe Louisiana Tech. Uh, not sure how to feel about Louisiana Tech yet, um, but beating App State on the road was big for them. Or, I'm sorry, it wasn't on the road. It was at home, but still, you beat them by 10. Um, so that's that's a big deal for this team. Um, you know, Grant Wells did Grant Wells things. Um, I mean, wasn't as good as... The game against Eastern Kentucky, only 160 yards um, on 25 attempts. But when he completed it, you know, 6.5 yards on average. Not amazing. Um, I mean, but I think Marshall's going to be very good this year. Um, then Louisiana Tech at South Miss. I was, I was almost right on this. I was like, I'm... It was, it was, they were up 30 to 24 in like two seconds left. And then Louisiana Tech said yeet and then touchdown. And Louisiana Tech won 31-30 over the Southern Miss Eagles. This was a team I thought was going to be in the top 25. I guess I was wrong. Um, you know, Louisiana Tech pulled out that win. Um, again, it was a close game, so I really don't know how to feel about this team yet. Um, Southern Miss was a big favorite. I think about seven points it closed at. So, we'll see what happens. Okay, Miami at Louisville. This game was not as close as it looked at all. I mean, this was like a painful game. Oh, God, that Miami, that Miami defense was just horrendous. I mean, good gosh. It was awful. Um, I mean, they let they, they let Miami put up numbers. Derek King, 325 yards. Um, Cameron Harris... 134 yards rushing. I mean, jeez. Um, and, I mean, just, again, this, this Louisville defense was just horrible. Um, I mean, couldn't do anything at all. Um, you know, I saw some of the highlights. There were just wide-open areas that they didn't see. And, wow, yes, they only won by 13 in what looked like a shootout. Miami didn't let the lead up at all. They were up 20-3 to at one point. And this Miami team is looking legit. Um, I, I expected them to go 8-3. and three. I think my only projected losses for them were Louisville, Clemson, and Virginia Tech. Um, and even if they go 9-2, and two, I mean, that could be enough to get them into the championship game. Um, you know, Louisville's offense was fine, but just that defense was not good enough. Then you had Wake Forest at NC State. Um, kind of a shootout game. Um, NC State won 45-42. You know, decent yard or decent stats. Um, Bailey Hockman, 193 yards on 23 attempts, not bad. Um, Sam Hartman had a good day as well. I mean, threw a touchdown, 203 yards, um, 6.6 yards on average. Just Wake Forest, I think, just lost so much in this last year. It kind of fell apart in the last 
um, five games that stretch last year. It's just they're going to struggle. So, um, yeah, NC State won pretty well. Then, oh, my gosh, Boston College at Duke. Good gosh. I thought Duke had good defense. Um, you know, Chris Rumpf, one of the best edge rushers in college football at the moment. Um, I mean, they put they had six points, six points. Um, and it was really the second half when Boston College went off. They were up seven to six out the half um, and then put up 19 more points. And just, I mean, went insane. Um, Phil Dracovic, 300 yards, two touchdowns, 13 yards on average. I mean, inc incredible, incredible numbers. Um, you know, Chris Bryce played an okay game until you look at the interceptions. I mean, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, you know, as far as defense goes, you know, you know, Victor, um, Demuki, God, is that right? Three and a half sacks? Dang. Uh, if I'm reading that right, I mean, you know, that's impressive. But, um, you know, Chris Brumph didn't play as good as he usually does. Um, got one sack there. I mean, so, you know, kind of a bummer for Duke. I didn't see them being that well good of a team at all, but I didn't think they'd lose to Boston College at home. So, yeah, that, yeah, kind of embarrassing for the Blue Devils. On that note, let's go ahead and move on to this upcoming week for college football, and we got SEC ball back. I am so happy. We'll go ahead and run through the games of the week. First off is Kentucky at Auburn. This this is going to be an interesting game. Um, it, It's pretty obvious they lined this up, so the seven best teams play the seven worst teams, and Kentucky's right on that border of of good teams. They're probably the eighth best in the SEC. Um, Auburn probably marked them as like fifth, maybe sixth best in the SEC. So this is going to be a decent match matchup. I can't remember the exact audience numbers for Auburn. I want to say 25%. Um, but look, Kentucky walked in and beat Auburn a couple years ago. They're only a seven and a half point underdog. I think this could be a fun game. I'm gonna roll with Auburn here just because Kentucky progresses through the season. I mean, you remember last year, you know, they lost to South Carolina and Mississippi State at the beginning of the season, and in the end, they were beaten up on Louisville and West Virginia pretty dang easily. Um, you know, the loss of Lynn Bowden Jr. is gonna hurt a little bit. Um, you know, if this game was at the end of the season, I'd pick Kentucky, but right now, give me Auburn. Uh, then you got Florida at Ole Miss. Florida's got a lot of hype going into the year. A lot of people think they might win the East. I'm one of those people. Um, Ole Miss got a new head coach, but they got John Rice Plumley coming back. Um, this could be a very good game. Um, you know, you remember the last time, um, the, the last time Florida walked into Oxford. Um, you know, this is going to be this is going to be a fun game. Um, I think that. Ole Miss has a small chance at pulling off an upset, but I, I got to give it to Florida here. Then we got Georgia Tech at Syracuse. Okay, Syracuse, I think, is underrated. Um, you, you have to remember the two games they've lost are the top 25 opponents. This is their easiest game yet. Georgia Tech, I do think, is going to win this game on the road. Um, Syracuse, I don't think, can have any fans. So this is basically, basically a neutral site game. Their quarterback, once he gets interceptions figured out, uh, is going to be very good. You know, 
Jeff Sims has 520 yards on the year so far, but his touchdown to interception ratio is two to four. That's not good at all. Um, so we'll see how they do. Um, I gotta go with Georgia Tech here, but watch out. I think that Syracuse could pull off a small upset here. Then you got Louisville at Pitt. Okay. Preseason, I picked Louisville to win this game and win this game pretty easily. But watching these two teams play, I have to switch to Pitt because really at this moment, if you have, if it, if you're Pitt and you're playing a team with a good offense and how do I say this? Pitt's defense is insane. Pitt has an amazing defense. They have, on the year, they have outscored opponents 76-10. to 10. Granted, it's Austin P and Syracuse, but still. Um, and I think if Pitt's going up against a team that has a good offense, but a subpar defense, they're going to do well. Because their offense isn't amazing, but it's, it's good enough. And Louisville showed last week against Miami that their defense is horrible. Um... Pitt, three-point favorite, I think that's low. I think Pitt's going to give him a real run. Um, and I think Pitt wins this one pretty big. Um, then you got Iowa State at TCU. Okay. Iowa State, one of two things is going to happen here. They're going to bounce back from that ULL loss, or they're going to completely collapse in on themselves. Um, TCU, I think, is going to be good. Um, but... They got to get some guys broken into the system. They have potential for having a very good three-headed monster in Max Duggan and J.D. Spielman and um, Zach Evans. But the thing is, two of those three guys have not played a snap at TCU. If this was at the end of the year or even midway through the year, I'd give this to TCU, no question. But with this being their first game, um, and it's not for the reason that like I think teams... Um, that have played have a higher chance of winning because I'm completely against that logic. Um, I, I think Iowa State wins here just because those guys aren't broken in yet. Um, I expect a low-scoring game. Um, I expect I expect a close game, but give me Iowa State here close. And then you got Tulsa at Arkansas State. Um, these are two teams that played Big 12 teams very, very close. Arkansas State beating um, Kansas State and Tulsa beating or beating close to beating Oklahoma State. Um, Arkansas State had a game postponed due to COVID, um, so I'm not sure all the starters that are going to be there. Tulsa, again, just coming off a loss. I got to give a slight edge to Arkansas State. I think they're going to be a better team. Tulsa was very inconsistent last year. I don't see that changing. Um, so give me Arkansas State here um, in, in a pretty fun game. Okay, next game is West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Hear me out here. I got to give the win to West Virginia. And it's, looking at the numbers, it's a no-brainer for me. And here's why. West Virginia is one of the three teams in the Big 12 that has shown the world that they're worth a damn. TCU and Baylor have yet to play. Oklahoma State and Texas Tech almost lost to opponents they shouldn't have lost to. Kansas State, Iowa State, Kansas did lose to opponents they should, shouldn't have lost to. And Oklahoma, Texas, and West Virginia... Rolled through opponents. Now, here's what I don't get, okay? Everyone's just like, oh, Texas and Oklahoma, they, they rolled through their opponents. They're going to be such good teams. They're going to be the best teams in the Big 12. And you look at West Virginia, and they're like, oh, they only played uh, Eastern Kentucky. They're not a good team. 
Okay, well, Oklahoma State only played Tulsa. Kansas State only played Arkansas State. Kansas only played Coastal Carolina. It doesn't matter. And you can look at me and be like, well, Marshall beat Eastern Kentucky by more than West Virginia did. Okay, yeah, that's because Marshall's better than West Virginia. Keep up. Like, Marshall's a good team. Like, I'm okay. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, Jared Dodge, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, I'm aware against Eastern Kentucky, but 228 yards. Um, Alex Sinkfield, pretty good. Two touchdowns. I mean, you look at the matchup, I mean... And again, Tulsa's not a good team. I mean, and they had a bye week to prep before Oklahoma, before Oklahoma State. Tylen Wallace is the only piece of that three-headed monster that's working properly. Give me West Virginia here on the road. Just I'm gonna say it. Then Army at Cincinnati. This is gonna be fun. Um, I I gotta give it to Cincinnati here close. Um. The spread is 13 and a half right now. I think that's really high, especially since Army's sec 22nd ranked and Cincinnati's 14. I think that's really high. I think it's going to be closer than that. Um, with the amount of points Army's been able to put up. Um, but I think Cincinnati is a better team. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter has been in the system for quite some time with Matt Luke. Um, Army's trying to bounce back from a bad season last year. They haven't played a quality opponent yet. Granted, neither is Cincinnati. But I think Cincinnati's going to have a small edge here. So give me the Bearcats uh, in a way closer game. But if, if I'm betting money, I'm going to bet on Army just because the spread is so high. Okay, then Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee had... <laughs> I almost had to pick South Carolina just because Tennessee recently had 33 players not go to a scrimmage, which is obscene. 33. 33 players. 33. That's insane. Um, I Look, I think Garitano is a much better player than um, a lot of people think. Um, South Carolina seems to be doing weird things. They just put a transfer from Colorado State and as starter, which is interesting. Um, I think South Carolina is a shot here, but give me Tennessee just based on the hype. I mean, I'm on the Tennessee hype train. Give me Tennessee here in a game that's closer than it should be, but still beats the spread. Then Florida State at Miami. This is on here for the sole purpose that it is a rivalry game. I, I don't see Florida State winning by too much, um, really at all, gah. I mean, Miami showed they're a good team. The only thing that could trip them up is if Miami gets um, gets trapped almost. Um, coming off a big win against a ranked team, you got Clemson next on the schedule. Granted, you have a bye week in between. Florida State trying to bounce back from an embarrassing Georgia Tech loss. And Jacksonville State's next up on the schedule. You got nothing around it. Um, Mike Norville has contracted the COVID, so I'm not sure how he's going to coach, if he's going to... I, I really don't know. Um, but I think this will be interesting. Um, I think the spread's a little low, but give me Miami here. So uh, as far as playoff eliminator games go, I'm not going to go into that too much until we get deeper into the season, just because, I mean, they're all group of five games right now. 
Um, but I'll get into that later in the season. Um, but now let's go ahead and go into my upset alerts. There's a lot of potential upset alerts this week. I tried to cut it down as much as I could, but they're all so interesting. Um, first, as I just talked about, Florida State-Miami. Miami's an 11.5-point favorite. I think it's possible. Just watch out. Again, Florida or Florida at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has John Rice Plumley who can run the ball like like no other. I mean, he's insane. Um, this would be a signature win for Lane Kiffin. This is how you stop a hype train in its tracks. Um, be careful, Florida. Okay, then Campbell at App State. Yes, App State is a 36.5 point favorite, but I am going to ride the Campbell hype train until it stops because they almost knocked out Georgia Southern, and App State is coming off their first loss, first non-conference loss in a minute, gosh, since at least 2018, maybe longer. Um, Campbell only has four games this year, um, and if, I mean, they're down to App State and Wake Forest. We'll see, um, but, you know, it, it's possible. I really do think it's possible here. Then Army at Cincinnati, again, just because Army can run the, I mean, Army's running game is insane. It's fun to watch their triple option. The closest game they've had is 30 points to ULM. Granted, their other opponent was Middle Tennessee State. They've not played good teams, but this could be fun. Um, next, Houston Baptist at Louisiana Tech. Kind of the same deal with Campbell. This team almost knocked out Texas Tech. Um, and I believe that's important. They had a bye week to prep for Law Tech. Uh, Louisiana Tech almost lost to Southern Miss. Um, and, you know, this would be a good chance to catch them sleeping. You know, Houston ba or, um, Louisiana Tech plays BYU next week, a ranked team. This is how you catch them napping. And watch out, Louisiana Tech. Finally, Troy at BYU. BYU, I don't want to say I'm not on the hype train, but like calm down a little bit. They're 1-0 against the Navy team who's horrible, um, and they're 18th ranked. They're playing Troy. They're a 14-point favorite. Troy did really well against Middle Tennessee State, who I, I thought they'd lose to. Um, but this, again, this, this I said it a lot. This is how you stop a hype train, and... Um, you know, BYU's had to push back some games. There's been a lot of uncertainty. Um, this is a late-night game. You kind of see, like, those super late-night games kind of become really interesting. You know, BYU beating Boise State last year. Wyoming taking Boise State into overtime. Washington State losing to UCLA. Um, Cal upsetting Washington. I mean, these late-night games are always fun. So just watch out for that. Um, oh, yeah, of course, my game day predictions. So um, game day this week is going to Florida State. And Miami, not what I expected at all. Thought they'd like to go to an SEC game for the first um, week, but I guess I was wrong. Um, so my top three picks coming in at number three um, is TCU at Texas. This is a rivalry game. If these teams both win this week, I think this has a high chance. Um, TCU beat Texas last year. This would be a good chance for Texas to really show off their stuff. Um, good way to view Sam Ellinger's Heisman campaign. Next, at second, is Auburn at Georgia. Um, 
you know, world's biggest cocktail party, assuming that these teams both don't get hit with major upsets. This would be a fun one. Uh, top 10 matchup. Could be interesting. And finally, my number one pick, Texas A&M at Alabama. This has really already been dubbed the SEC West Championship game. And I kind of believe that. Um, Yes, this won't be as good of a matchup, I don't think, as Auburn-Georgia. But it's more effective. I mean, Georgia can lose to Auburn and win out and still win the SEC East. Same with Auburn in the West. But if one of these teams loses um, and the they both win out from there, the winner of this game gets in that's the thing and this is more impactful um you know texas a the, the thing is auburn is going to have a close game georgia won't um but this is you know texas a is playing vanderbilt and alabama's playing missouri two of the worst teams in the sec and this is going to be their first real test so i think they're going to go to tuscaloosa that weekend and yeah those are my picks uh predictions for week Four? Week four. That is what week this is. Um, I'll have my full comprehensive picks out on my Instagram. Uh, it's just the center of college football. And yeah, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the center of college football, signing out.